0: Welcome to Space to Embrace. Join me as I meet and chat to parents and professionals across the globe to get their take on mindfulness and creative ways to add it into our daily rituals. We are exploring and creating a sense of space and community with insight into calm, connection, and compassion in parenthood and family life. I'm Lauren Butcher founder of mini mindfuls and a mom on a mission to normalize mindfulness and bring it into family homes everywhere let's learn together and bring more self-awareness resilience and kindness into our homes and communities for a happier humanity this is space to embrace The affirmation that I have chosen for today's episode is one that we use all the time at many mindfuls. I can find space in my head and my heart to see the magic in every moment. And that affirmation resonates so deeply with me, especially as we go into today's episode. So I want you to carry that with you. Try and remember it if you can. Let's repeat it together now. I can find space in my head and my heart to see the magic in every moment. Okay, let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode one of Space to Embrace. I actually can't quite believe that I'm saying these words. I can't believe that this is finally happening. This has actually been like a secret dream of mine for a really long time to start a podcast. And here we are. I recently had a nudge from someone in my life uh, to go in this direction. And after thinking about it for about five minutes, I thought, do you know what? We're going for it. Seize the day and let's let's do it. So here we are. Um, This is Space to Embrace and I'm so looking forward to getting to know all of you and building this community and learning together as we we go. I'm planning on speaking to everyday moms and dads about their journeys, which I hope you can relate to. And I have some interesting topics to cover everything from co-parenting to working parents, pregnancy to postpartum, uh, the dad's experience, which I think will be so interesting. I'll be chatting with some really interesting specialists in their fields, like occupational therapists, life coaches, educators, scientists, and psychologists. And the ultimate goal for me really is to explore what mindfulness means to others, how they are bringing it into their lives, and then start to unpack the many layers of this whole mindfulness thing to hopefully simplify it, make it more normalized, and pick up some new ideas along the way for how we can all incorporate it into our daily lives. So in each episode, I plan to ask my guests these common things. I'll be asking who's in their space at that given time, a bit about their journey, and how mindfulness has played a role in their life, if it has at all, their go-to rituals for mindfulness and self-care, and uh, one or some affirmations or words of wisdom that they continuously fall back on in their life. So with that in mind, I thought it's only fair that I probably go first and let you get to know me a little bit better so my name is Lauren and I'm a wife and a mom I'm married to Fraser and we have two children Callum who is nearly four he'll be four in October and Lila who is just nine months old Uh, we have a golden retriever called Penny and two cats Felix and Tilly so I'm sure you can only imagine how busy it is in our household we're a British American family so you can imagine as well the pronunciation spats that happen in our home from time to time. Callum is starting to say things like "can" and "can't," uh, which is really amusing, and I think we have a lot more of that to come. We've lived in Dubai for eight years, and we love our life here. It's been it's been quite an adventure, and we're so grateful for a wonderful expat life and. To talk a little bit about my mindfulness journey, Um, I actually write a monthly blog on my website. You can visit all of my blog posts on my site, mini-mindfuls.com forward slash blog. And just recently, I actually wrote an article called How Mindfulness Rescued My Parenting Journey. And I think this is a really good place to start. So I'm actually going to read this to you and hope that it gives some perspective of my own experience with mindfulness as a parent and and a wife actually as well, and now a business owner. Uh, to give you a little bit of context before I read this, our son Callum was born with a kidney condition called hydronephrosis. So it was caught on my 20-week scan and we spent the last half of my pregnancy in and out of specialist appointments. And then Callum was born at 36 weeks, went straight into Negu And then he came home and we then spent the rest of his first year basically in and out of hospitals and specialist appointments, both in London and Dubai. In the end, he had four surgeries and was hospitalized for a total of 52 days between six and 10 months old. So it was an incredibly intense first year. Uh, It was something that you can actually read a little bit more about um, in an earlier blog post of mine. But I really think that that no matter your parenting journey, whether you've had a huge, like huge unplanned mountains to climb within that first year, or whether you've had a more typical first time parent experience, I still believe that it is complete chaos the first time around. You're just trying to figure things out and do the best you can, gaining this new life completely and sort of letting go of of what was. And it's hard. The reality is that it's hard for everyone in one way or another. So with all of that in mind, uh, here's a little bit from my recent blog post about how mindfulness rescued my parenting journey. It's no secret with my close circle that mindfulness plays a huge part in my life. I have always believed that there is so much to be gained from being completely checked into the present moment. In my personal experience, the magic sits right there in the present. Not to say that some moments in life don't bring challenges, difficulty, and heartbreak. Of course they do. This is the beauty of life, an evergreen of ebb and flow, which is exactly where mindfulness has served me incredibly well. So there I was, this mindful woman, completely in control of my calm, taking time daily for my own mindfulness practices and self-care, nothing but time for myself and my own personal development. And then I became a mom. Motherhood in general has a way of slapping us around the face with a completely new reality. It's as if everything we knew and once subscribed to goes right out the window. And there we are. This new, completely exhausted version of ourselves that we can't seem to recognize. The image of who we once were becomes this blurry vision, and in my case, my mindfulness flew right out the window with every other part of me the second I became a mom. I had applied all my mindfulness practices throughout my pregnancy and even during my labor, but in my sleep-deprived fog, it had seemed to disappear. I spent the first year of motherhood doing what all new mothers do, just trying to figure out what the hell was actually going on. I was constantly trying to get ahead within our daily routine. Somehow, if the baby was clean, fed, bottles sterilized, appointments reached on time, and I miraculously managed to shower, life was good. I hung my hat on these small wins, which meant that the off days became crippling to my mental health. And let's face it, there are many more off days than on when adjusting to motherhood. When my son was turning one, things completely came to a head. Planning his first birthday party and striving for this ultimate perfection caught up with me. It was like my need for control and perfectionism had been in training for the past year and this was their ultimate time to shine. The party went off without a hitch, but I was so consumed with this need to make it perfect that I missed the joy. The joy had completely disappeared for me. The next day, as the dust settled, two of the closest people in my life, very gently, brought to my attention how different I had become. Luckily, in my perfection-driven haze, I experienced a moment of clarity, and I knew they were right. Over the next day or so, I really began to reflect on my behaviors— where were they coming from? Who was this person? What had happened to that mindful woman in total control of her calm? Where was she? I sat down and meditated for the first time in over a year, and then I started journaling, and it poured out of me. All of my fears and anxieties were right there, jumping off the paper at me, and in that moment, I knew I had lost touch with myself. In my efforts to keep everything afloat, And looking quite perfect, you know, I'm a new mom and I've got this totally under control. I had drifted away from myself. A return to mindfulness is what rescued my journey as a mom. The answer was right there. The ultimate anecdote to impulses around control and perfectionism was mindfulness. I started to build my once loved loved practices back into my routine and quite quickly felt the impact. It was there all along, waiting for my return. Mindfulness for me is about being completely present to experience the magic in each moment. It had always been about this for me. And now with a little human to relish in, I could see the benefits of this practice more than ever. I began to note down the key principles in my life that were rooted within my mindfulness practices. They were all as clear as day for me. Being present in the moment, finding healthy balance, growing in gratitude, practicing self-love, living with intention, exploring patience, finding self-awareness, listening to my inner voice, applying emotional focus, allowing inner peace, knowing my own worthiness, and using self-reflection to acknowledge my purpose and direction. These key pillars within my life are what I slowly return to, and it has been the absolute making of me as a mom. It isn't about achieving perfectionism, that is a chase with no catch that you will be on for a lifetime if you allow yourself to be. There's no such thing as a perfect person or parent, but there is such thing as a parent deeply rooted within their own self-awareness, a parent who recognizes where they are emotionally at in any given time, and has the ability to apply their own self-regulating tools." This is a parent that can thrive in the evergreen of the ebbs and flows of life. This is where your journey, both as a human being and as a parent, begins to make space for joy. From this turn in my parenting journey, I was able to create the mission within Mini Mindfuls. Everything I do at Mini Mindfuls is mission-led and incorporates mindfulness along with the core principles I've outlined above – Parents and children can take this journey together just like I did as a new mom with Callum. Our children learn from what we model, but as parents, we stand to learn so much from our children. It's a journey I encourage all families to take together. Become present as a team. Find balance within your homes. Experience unbridled joy together. And know that the tools you put in place now will serve you and your families well as you move through life. So there we go, that's a bit about my mindfulness journey as a parent and I think a lot of um, people think that because I run a mindfulness business that it's something that's come really easily or naturally for me and that is just so not the case. Practicing mindfulness is exactly that. It's a practice, which means I'm having to consciously put it into practice every single day. And that doesn't mean that I do it perfectly at all times, very far from it. I'm a big believer that practice makes progress, not perfect. So for me, it's really about working continuously on my own self-awareness. What I have noticed since becoming a mom is that by working on my own self-awareness really bringing a consciousness to everything that I do, I am able to identify my thoughts and feelings and emotions much quicker than I ever have done before. So instead of ruminating in a place of anger or anxiety or fear or worry, I'm much more able to identify quickly that I'm feeling any of these things. And then I can start to dig a bit deeper into the why and into then what is it that I actually need? And I would say that nine times out of 10, the what do I need goes back to self-care always. The the answer always seems to be self-care and just simply taking care of myself a bit better, uh, which leads me beautifully into the last uh, few points for all guests. Uh, what are some of my go-to rituals in mindfulness and self-care. So for me as a working mom of two, uh, one being only nine months old, my mindfulness and self-care rituals are not completely consistent. My go-tos for mindfulness are always journaling, always, always journaling and meditation. And my go-tos for self-care include those mindfulness practices, but also include I I love a good podcast, Uh, taking a bubble bath and listening to a good podcast. That is just perfection for me. A trip to the cinema on my own, that is is just complete bliss. That's just self-indulgence for me. Uh, A cup of tea and a long catch-up with a friend, just good old uninterrupted chat with a friend is like currency as a mom. I'm sure a lot of moms can relate to that. But... Lately, with the realities of life, I have just found that I can't do all of these things consistently. I don't think anyone can who's raising children and especially working as well. Um, So it doesn't mean that I can't practice mindfulness and work on self-care on a daily basis. It just means that it looks a little bit different at the moment. So if I don't get the time to do those go-to practices in mindfulness, I make sure that I at least try and put a sleep meditation on at night as I go to sleep. So if my day has just been really, really hectic from one thing to the next to the next, and I get to the end of the day, and I find that any practices in mindfulness haven't happened for me, I haven't had the time to prioritize them, then I put a meditation on as I go to sleep. And I know that that was good enough for that day. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. That's what I needed on that day. And if I don't get to my ideal self-care rituals, I look for other ways. So because I love podcasts, I, on my busiest days, I will leave my husband with the kids. I'll stick my AirPods in and put a podcast on while I'm making dinner and tidying the kitchen. So that's actually something that both my husband and I have clocked on to. And now we seem to be in this constant competition for who gets to cook and tidy up for the first time ever in all these years. We're constantly, I'll, I'll cook. No, I'll cook. I'm okay to cook because we know that that's on our busiest days. That's our little bit of time to just switch off and do something that does feel like self-care. Another one that I do a lot is I'll try and leave my phone on the entry table or somewhere else in the house out of reach and just get on the floor with Callum and just play, just allow myself to completely immerse myself into his world, be silly and use my imagination and bond with each other. And even just for 10 or 15 minutes before Lila wakes up from a nap or I need to get onto a work call, it's absolutely unbelievable what play can do for mindfulness. And and that is one that I have to say I really, really enjoy, just taking that time for a few minutes each day. That in itself, just getting the time to let loose and be silly, that for me, that's starting to really, really feel like self-care, which is brilliant. But I think just accepting where we're at in life right at this moment and adapting to that, um, just keeping us all taken care of as best as we possibly can and Bringing self awareness into it and then mindfulness naturally following, bringing all of that into the fold and doing the absolute best we can do. That is absolutely good enough. That's just where we're at in life right now. And let's talk a little bit about my go to affirmations or my words of wisdom. So I will be introducing a new one at the start of each episode. So if you're struggling to find one that sticks, you will soon have a plethora to choose from, but aside from these, some of my go-to's are one of the biggest ones, This Too Shall Pass. I've used that a lot since becoming a mom and it really does help me to remember that everything is fleeting. So in the tough moments, it helps me to calm down and even in the moments of joy with my kids, it helps me to remember that they won't be this small forever. So it really does remind me on the other side of it to completely lean into them and check into them a bit more because even the happy moments, the joyous moments of them being small and tiny and begging for snacks and begging for something more to do those that's going to pass as well and I'll look back and I I know I'll miss that so this too shall pass sort of suits me on both sides of of the coin Uh, another one that that helps me a lot with gratitude and leads me um nicely into a place of gratitude uh is I am really grateful for this day and all that is in it so This one gives me a lot of perspective all the time, and it really helps me to set my intentions for the day ahead, to be able to come from a place of gratitude and to really soak in the fact that I have so much to be grateful for. So if I can try at least once a day to find time to say I'm grateful for this day and all that is in it, that really does help me sort of flip my perspective a bit which is great. One that I heard really, really recently, and I'm kind of obsessing over it a little bit, I have to say, is make your mess your message. And this one for me has hit really, really close to home. My first year of motherhood was anything but typical. And I can honestly look back and say that it felt like a complete mess in almost every aspect of the word. But now I look back and I realize that it was my opportunity to create my message. And through the parenting support groups I joined and chats with fellow parents, through my mission at Many Mindfuls, and now even through doing this podcast, I'm building that message. I'm I'm I've turned that mess into my message and it feels so empowering. So I really think there is a lesson in there for all of us. Our mess can absolutely become our message. I think that's a good place actually to close. I think that's a good note to end on. So I am so so grateful to have you joining on me joining me on this new adventure. I really look forward to everything that it has to teach us. I think we're going to learn a lot together especially as we st- start to speak to guests. And I'm just so looking forward to joining together again next week and for seeing what that has has in store for us. For now, take care of yourself, take care of your families, stay safe, and I'll see you again very soon. thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget to subscribe to get fresh new episodes as they are released right to your phone or on your preferred podcast app. I would love all of your feedback as we move through our episodes together. If you have any topics you'd like me to cover or anything you'd like to chat about, just leave me a comment or you can get in touch with me directly at connect at mini-mindfuls.com or through Instagram at mini.mindfuls. Again, thank you so much for listening. Stay mindful, stay happy, and I'll see you on the next episode.